More open lines for you here on Coast to Coast. So get ready. Have uh, you been hit by any of this inclement weather? Strange times. And don't forget, a week from now, a week from now, we're going to go back to daylight saving time. So make sure you're part of the program. And welcome back to Coast to Coast. George Norrie with you. Let's go back to the phones. First time caller, Michael in Elgin, Arizona. Welcome to the program. Hi, Michael. Hey, George. It's, my gosh, it's a miracle, a little miracle. It's good to talk to you, sir. You too. Long time listener. How close are you to Sedona? Yeah, way south of there. I'm on the border, well, the open border, if we got what you can call it that. I'm down here about 30 miles north of it. Ah. About, I live out in the sticks, kind of in between Nogales and uh, Douglas, if you see your map. I, uh, Sedona's north of Phoenix. It's in northern Arizona, on the, just below the Mogollon Rim. I'm real familiar with Arizona. I've lived here all my life. Beautiful state, isn't it? Yeah, it's getting a little crowded, and they need to get the gate shut down here. That's what the problem is. The country's being invaded down here and stuff, and everybody's worried about the Ukraine and, you know, defending America over there and this and that, and this is all the devil's work. They've been going on since 1853. That's a long time. Well, look into the history books. It's all right there. I'm not going to tell you, but I'll give you a clue here. But, see, I've been fighting the devil down here all my life, and they'll bust it up a cowboy, and I need some help down here. Are you religious? Yes, sir, more and more every day. What's well, I don't know if you consider it religious. It's a label, I believe, in the Heavenly Father. Uh, that's, it's more spiritual then, right? You'd be called spiritual. Well, that too, but the devil, see, he's real spiritual. You get real close to him out here in the desert. That's one thing I love about the desert. There's not a whole lot of trees, but he's easier to spot, but he's real. And he's, well, he's more powerful by the day, and he's worldwide. He is. He's real, Michael. you got to be careful. Take it easy. Take it easy, indeed. Joyce in Arizona. Another caller in Arizona. Hey, Joyce, welcome. Hi. Um, I just wanted to tell you guys I've been trying to call you for a month. Oh, really? Uh, what, what's up? Well, um, we have an animal rescue, my husband and I. I was out feeding the animals, and I always want to get back in the house before dark because it's too scary out here in the Mogan Rim out here in the mountains. We're like 6,500 feet up. And uh, I was just got in the house, and then my last duty for the day, before I eat, is to let the little dogs out. And you have to go outside with them in the pen, the fence pen, so the coyotes don't get them, or a wolf, or whoever. Right. And the owls, the owls are out at night. But anyway, I said, I'm just staring at the sky, and I'm looking around, and all of a sudden I look at the solar panels behind the house, and they start glowing. There's 12 solar panels. And, like, the two, it was, like, tilted toward the west. And so the two top ones uh, started glowing, and I was just frozen, and I was watching them. And it was like something was scanning them. And this is and nighttime, huh? Yes, it was, like, 630. It was night. Wow. I mean, it wasn't pitch dark, but believe me, it was dark. And I have pictures of it, but I, I tried to send them to you guys, but I don't know how to do that. But anyway, it started scanning down the two on the top end, and you could just see, like, they started glowing and light started shining inside of them. I mean, we've had them for 18 years. I've never seen them shine. Now, did you, did you look up, Joycey, and see anything? Well, I was so scared. <laughs> I was so scared. I was, like, frozen. I go, and I said, I got to take a picture of this. 
And so I took a picture, and then I went in the house because I was so scared, and I looked out the back window and on off the porch, and I was trying to take a picture of it on a video. And the next day, of course, I couldn't sleep very good. It was only here like 10 minutes because it went from the top to scan down, and as it was scanning down to the bottom two, the light, the top two went dark, and the bottom two started lighting up. And I went, oh, my God. And I'm looking in the sky, and I'm trying to see what's shining on them. You know, it has to be something, but it's totally dark. And you didn't have a full moon out, did you? No, no. And uh, the moon won't make them light up, you know. it's. Uh, and I'm looking around. Well, so the next day, I look at my pictures when I calm down. And I took a picture of something that looked like a weird-shaped cloud about 50 feet hmm. in the air. And we live about 40 miles maybe from where, um, where Travis Walton Right, lives. sure. Yeah, and I've seen a lot of things out here, and I don't want to see it. I go, why me? And so it was a cloud, and it was, like I said, it wasn't like an oval cloud. It was just like a weird-shaped cloud, white, and then it had, like, light coming down from the whole thing. And then when I enlarged the picture, I saw, like, a beam kind of like a light, not like a spotlight, but just like a light beam going over to the solar panels. And so that was there, and it just scanned it up and down a couple of times, like 10 minutes worth, and left. I wonder if they were zapping it to get energy. That's that's possible. Strange stories. Text and tweets. Tom, what do you have for us? Hey, George, from Jerome in Salt Lake City. He wants, no, I'm sorry, that's the last one, from Fernando in Austin, Texas. I didn't erase that. Wants to know your take on magic. I love magic. I think <laughs> it's wonderful, and it depends. Now, have you noticed that magic is spelled sometimes M-A-G-I-C or M-A-G-I-C-K? Yes, and our good friend Brandon Scott told me why, but I don't remember. So we'll have to find out. Mitch Horowitz is an expert on that, too. Yes. And... uh when it's M-I-G-I-C-K, it's more mystical. Oh, and, as opposed to like a trick? Yeah, exactly. Oh, okay. I think David Copperfield is more M-I-G-I-C. Yeah. That kind of thing. Have you been to any of those shows? Oh, Who yeah. Shows? He's great. I've He's never great. seen him. Uh, You've never seen him? I don't think I've seen Copperfield, no. Great illusionist. I like the... Uh, Chris C- Angel's good, too. Cirque du Soleil is what I like. They're all good. Yeah. Things are good. Things are picking back up. COVID seems to be going away, doesn't it? It does, and I'm very happy about that. I do have a number of friends who have gotten sick, but, you know, maybe it's just a cold or a My flu. son's got COVID, and he had the vaccine. Go figure. <laughs> I want to start a conversation about that. Go figure. Let's go back to the phones. Bill in New Jersey, welcome to the program. Hi, Bill. Thanks for holding so long. Thank you so much. Uh, I really appreciate it. I'm the neuropathy uh, guy. Uh, I wanted to say a few things. Uh, that guy, uh, being a, a history of retired teacher and language, uh, the story about Hitler, the problem with Hitler was that he realized all his life that he did have Jewish blood. Uh, you know, the Germans were smart. Gosh, Einstein was German. And, uh, yes, uh, the Germans took his body, probably Eva Braun was also. And they gave... Uh, a lot of these Nazis, uh, they expunged their records, like the Colonel Von Brown, of course, they 
father of, of rocketry, including the other gentlemen. Mm-hmm. And it, my father was stationed there in Panama during World War II. He's a World War II. He's in heaven right now. Our, you know, rest in peace. He's with my dad up there. Yes. And, and, and I thank you for your service. And you know, a lot of people thank me for my service 30 years as a master teacher. I had a chance to be in, in the, you know, FBI. But that's another story. And I have 50 uh, sightings under my belt. Another story. So probably Hitler was that he, he had, uh, you know, Jewish blood, and he did kill himself. But anyway, and uh, this guy like Joseph Mengele, he, the angel of death, he, he got away. He got away, they yeah. Found they him found, found him in South America, didn't they? Yes, exactly. So uh, my story about uh, my uh, experience was that when I was in my senior year and I on, uh, you know, Rick Pitino's team, uh, uh, back in 73, you know, I used to hang out in the Bronx. We're celebrating St. Patty's, which is coming up, it's coming, by the way. Yep, it's coming up again. Coincidences, right. by the way. Two coincidences is when, like, when you're reading something and then you hear the same word on the radio. But I believe what you say. There are uh, no coincidences like the other people think that, oh, this, the, no, things happen for a reason. Yep, you're right. Yep. And, and so getting back to the story, uh, we were taking this gentleman home. We were celebrating, you know, drinking, smoking, uh, college kid, two years before I graduated. And I was taking this gentleman home, and they, and this guy this guy comes up to us, oh, give me $5. And I used to box at that time. Oh, I like Tai Chi. So um, my uncle goes, metele mano, which means in Spanish, you know, take him on. He was my age. For five dollars? Stupid me. Stupid me. I'm a, you know, I was drunk as a skunk. I took him on. One punch, I knocked him out. <sighs> the coward comes back, like, because we went to get more uh, screwdrivers. So the coward comes back. Come get me now, MF. So he's like 20 feet away from me. He shoots me on the side. Had he shot me in the front, I wouldn't be here right now. You know, uh, dear, dear, you know, like a thirty, like a thirty, uh, a, shot, a shotgun for deer. Yep. You know that that is express pellet. Thirty odd six. Yeah, thirty. No, yeah, thirty odd six also. So what happened was, uh, to make a long story short, eighteen police cars showed up. Wow. They yeah, they imported this guy from uh, Monte Fiore, the one they show on TV. And uh, he did exploratory lab. He took out as many pallets as possible. You could have gotten into serious trouble. You could have gotten hurt on that one. Be careful on that. Let's take a few more calls before the break. Let's go to Ron in Michigan, east of the Rockies. Hey, Ronald, go ahead. Good morning, George. Excuse me. Hi. Um, You know, you you were talking about Ukraine, and you just had Malcolm Nance on there. He's he's like the uh, spokesperson, the uh, cheerleader for the CIA, in my opinion, war. You know, Seymour Hersh has exposed the fact that NATO forces uh, blew up the pipeline. And NATO's own admission in the New York Times is every every NATO uh, special forces has been in uh, Ukraine training and, in my opinion, uh, blowing up stuff. They're the ones who go into deep into Russia and blow up their rail lines and factories. And I, I contend this. There's no proof yet. 
that they're sending their saboteurs into our country. And that's why we're seeing a lot more train wrecks and uh, blowing up some fa- you know, oil oil facilities in Texas. They're always blowing up because there's no, no regulations. But how hard would it be to slip a, a Russian agent who's been here for maybe generations, you know, a factory worker, to, you know, throw a monkey wrench in there or, you know, slip a, a – a, a, a chink on the 150-year-old Civil War railroads that we run, you know, and blow yeah, or shoot out a transformer or something like that. Yes, you know, and you and then you have the right-wing uh, fascists from this country who go over to fight for Ukraine, and you know, there's been reporting now on CNN that where are all the weapons? They're missing the, the rocket launchers, the the anti-aircraft weapons, you know. They're also being a lot of it's being sold. Of course, a lot of it's killing Russians. But I I, I see this right now. You know, the Russians probably bought a whole bunch of those Stinger uh, knockdown uh, air, all the aircraft, and they're just waiting for the F-16s to be poured over the border. And you're going to see them all being shot down by our anti-aircraft. Well, weapons. let's hope that that does not happen. But uh, I think Putin could have gone around and done it a different way, regardless of whether he might have been provoked or not. I think he should have just done it a little bit peaceful in negotiation and just sat down at the table and said, look, I'm going to do this unless you can help me. And that never happened. That never happened. And right now, you know, this. you look at the videos, these cities have been decimated. Next up, let's go to Catherine in British Columbia. Well, that's in Canada, folks. Hi, Catherine. Good evening, George. You were talking about economics in China, and I just I wanted to put my two cents in because I think they were brilliant, giving us Chinese food, and and I just huh. wanted to ask, what was your what is your favorite Chinese food? My favorite Chinese food, beef fried rice. Yummy. <laughs> You've had it. Well, I I like the egg fried rice, chicken fried rice. I also like crab rangoon, little those little things. Have you had those? I I don't like seafood. (laughs) I just I can't handle it. They're they're great. Yeah, I'm one of the weird ones. What's your favorite? Uh, The steamed vegetables, bok choy, but I really like the water chestnuts. Interesting. Do you like their soups, yeah. hot and sour soup and stuff like that? I I don't go much for the soups because I'm usually hungry. <laughs> so I, I pile down a lot of the vegetables. I love it. Interesting question. That's the first time anybody's ever asked me what my favorite Chinese food is, to be sure. Mike in Denver. Take it away, Michael. Hey, George. Good morning. How are you? Great, Mike. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I just wanted to call in and thank you for um, helping John in Wisconsin. That story of uh, how he, you know, overcame that adversary, adverse, adversary of um, losing his sight. And, um, you know, the, the amazing thing about Coast to Coast is it, it brings people happiness. You know, they could be going through some of the, the most terrible things and it, it brings them happiness. You know, it brought me happiness. And um, I just wanted to thank you for that, George. Oh, you're welcome. It's, uh, it's a very special program and uh, with a lot of special people, Mike, uh, as you well know, like yourself. And um, 
It was fun. Tom and I still talk about meeting you in Denver at our Beyond Belief taping with your mother. Really? Well, you know, that was one of the best days of my life, getting to meet you and um, Tom and uh, getting to watch Beyond Belief. Um, And, you know, I think, you know, one of the reasons, George, I just got to be honest, that I've always looked up to you as a radio host is because you let people share their opinions without being attacked for it. It doesn't matter if you're Democrat or Republican. You know, you've always made Coast to Coast a safe place to just share your opinions on things. And, you know, it's really special because not all shows are like that on the radio, obviously. And um, it means a lot to me. All right. Thank you, Mike. Appreciate that. Nope. Just about anything goes on this program except foul language and putting other people down. We just don't want to go for that. And um, and you don't have to do that. You don't have to lower yourself to do things like that. And uh, we get prank calls every once in a while that you probably don't hear because we have a system that knocks them out. But, uh, you know, to you prankers, grow up. Grow up. Let's take a few more calls. Sheboygan, Wisconsin, we go. Thomas is with us. Hey, Tom, go ahead. We got a little... Hey, George, how you doing? Good. Got a couple minutes for you. Go ahead. Okay. Um, I was just hoping to get your take on something that I've seen reported by CBS News of a Star Trek symbol carved into Mars. If you Google it, you can find it. And the connection between the Star Trek symbol and the Sphinx and the Pyramid on Mars. Oh, yeah, the Pyramid on Mars we've talked about before, which is a strange structure. Uh, From above, it does look like a pyramid. I mean, kind of one that's been eroded away, but it does look like a pyramid. And I don't think in a natural setting does nature do things like that. So it's very strange. I mean, if you are to ask me if I think that the civilizations occurred on Mars a long time ago, that answer would probably be yes. Mike in Cleveland, go ahead, Michael. Let's get you in. Hey, George, how are you? Great. What's up? Hey, I just wanted your thoughts on this. So, you know, you've heard of brain cancer and throat cancer. Yep. Skin cancer, pancreatic cancer, lung cancer. How come you never heard of heart cancer? That's a good question. I'm not sure the heart ever gets cancer. I mean, uh, it goes when the arteries go and stuff like that. But you're right. I've never heard of someone saying the heart got cancer. Ever. That's very strange and unusual, to be sure. Well, we're going to take a short break and come back and chat with Bill Bean about demons and other entities. So get ready for that. And then we've got another great week of programs for you. Uh, Richard Serrett will be your host tomorrow. And I'll be back on Sunday. Don't forget, emerging artists for the first couple hours and a couple great guests. And then we'll start your week going again. And But in another week, I'll tell you about it as we get closer into the week. Daylight saving time comes back pretty soon. Here we go. And welcome back to Coast to Coast. George Norrie with you. You know, for some people, demons and entities are a definite problem. And if you need a clearing, there's no better than the spiritual warrior. Bill Bean. Bill, let's talk about that other case of possession that uh, is in the book, uh, The Connection, if you would, please. Absolutely. And, George, I'd like to, if we have a moment after that, I'd like to mention uh, briefly 
a couple recent ones that I feel you would probably be very interested sure. in hearing about. Absolutely. Uh, but let me speak about this really quickly. Um, this one took place on March 31st, 2018 in Orlando, Florida. And uh, I arrived at the home and, you know, George, usually I can feel, and again, I don't claim to be anything, but God does give me a knowing of things. He has bestowed gifts, I'll say it that way, upon me. And I could sense evil right away, you know, pulling up and getting out of the, the rental car. And um, as I'm walking up the walkway, you know, I could I could sense it. I could feel evil present. And the... Uh, it was a very nice family, and, and the the lady of the house was the one being affected. And she, too, had some suffering in her childhood, and she was exposed to uh, Santeria mm-hmm. and Santeria uh, curses, which is, you know, it's like a Caribbean voodoo. And so she had exposure to that and was victimized by that as a child. And so she had been having on and off bouts of what she believed was demonic possession over the years. I think it was just a a strong oppression that eventually did turn into a possession. And I didn't even think that until it was time to perform the deliverance. So I'm sitting there with her and her husband, very nice lady, he's a very nice man, uh, met the kids, everything seemed well between all of them. We're talking. Um, and the more we talked, the closer it was getting to the time at hand of the deliverance. Hmm. So I asked her husband to go up and, and fill the tub that I was going to ask her to stand in the water. I was going to bless the water first. I was going to ask her to stand in that water, and I was going to perform the deliverance over her while she was standing in that blessed holy water. So everything was going according to plan until we got into the bathroom. When it was time for her, after I said the prayer, and I could notice when we were going up the steps, her body language, you know, it was changing, that she was becoming nervous and apprehensive. And, you know, and again, you think, okay, well, this person's going to be a little nervous. I mean, something like this is about to happen. You know, they're going to be disturbed by it. So I'm blessing the water, and now it's time for her to get in. And all of a sudden, George, it takes her over, and it becomes a physical struggle. And her husband, he was right there, and he did assist me. He stayed right there with me, and we had to physically subdue her and get her into the uh, tub And my goodness, was it ever a struggle. Same thing, spitting on me, trying to bite me. Her eyes changed to black. Um, There were voices coming out of her, and she, her tongue looked like, it was like a serpent. It was coming out and going all over the place. It was just unfathomable. And then she started, it it wasn't her, it was those demonic uh, entities Mm -hmm. in her. They were screeching and screaming. I can't believe that the neighbors didn't call the police. That's how loud this was. And so, again, I had to be unwavering in, you know, what God was having me to do. 
And I continued, even with that screeching, and I continued to take power and authority over it. Every time I did that, it would stop, and then it would start back up again. So this was a battle back and forth for quite a while. And uh, to make a long story short, God did work through me to deliver her from it. And when she was delivered, she vomited everywhere. And that happens sometimes, George. It comes up through the mouth like that. And uh, after that happened, she was delivered. And then, you know, God bless her husband. He cleaned all of that up, and we had to put fresh water in there. Sure. And I re-blessed the water and then baptized her in that. And she's been great ever since, thank God. But let me tell you, I will never, ever forget that day. And it seems like she was calm, and then something really kicked her into high gear. What would have done that? I think what it was is the entities knew it was time for eviction. Aha. Uh-huh. So when okay. it's time for eviction, you know, they're going to hold on and fight with everything that they have because they don't want to go. They were fighting they you. A, yes. They have a host body, and that's what they want. And when they could get into a person like that and have that level of control, they don't want to go anywhere. So I am definitely, you know, a mortal enemy to these demonic forces. And again, it's by the power of God that I'm even still alive, George, because I believe that if if the devil would have had his way, he'd have killed me a long oh, time see, ago. That's, by the power of God, I'm still alive. That's what I asked you if you've ever been attacked or hurt. You've been yeah. very fortunate. Yes, absolutely. Can we, can, can we say ahead. you were lucky? Well, I, I would say blessed. Uh, you know, I'm definitely under God's full blessing, and, and I am not perfect. I don't claim to be perfect. I try to do the best that I could do and be the best that I could be each and every day of my life because I have to be somebody to and for somebody every day of my life. So I can't let down. And so I thank God and praise God for that. Um, and I will say this as well that my life is 50 times more blessed than it's ever been cursed. And I could never thank God and praise God enough for that. Let's talk about a couple other little cases you had mentioned. Then we'll get into the Mandela effect, and then we'll take calls with you, Bill. What what other cases Um, did you happen to have? I want to talk with you about something that took place on November 18th, this uh, 2018. And uh, your webmaster has it posted on the coast-to-coast site a couple of those photographs, and this took place in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, and this took place uh, at the home of a family that I had already helped. I'd previously been there. I love them dearly. They're, they're like family to me now, and and I feel that way about all my clients. I You know, after this is over with, I try to be there for them and do anything that I can for them and, and always be there and somebody that could comfort them and help them to move forward. So this is Anita Tetzel and her son, Chris Levis, um, great people. Anyway, they started having problems again, and they asked if I could come back, which I did. And again, I sensed the presence of evil when I entered into the home, really walking up the walkway as well, but I entered in. Now, usually, George, I would never ask someone to do this uh, because most people, they don't want to document. They don't want to take photographs. They don't want video. They're very embarrassed and ashamed by it. They don't want people to know it. But on this occasion, I felt that God was urging me to say to Chris, I want you to stand behind me as I'm going through this house. 
and they'd have they had had severe demonic problems in the past. That God worked to me to deliver them mm-hmm. and to get rid of the garbage out of the home, and somehow it had come back in. And so I asked Chris. I said, "I want you to walk behind me as I'm going through the house and just take random photographs." I really believe that you're going to capture some things in these photographs. And so, sure enough, he captured many images, uh, two that I believe to be divine angels, and then the rest I I believe to be demonic. And uh, one in particular, which is on your Coast to Coast website, was this face. And I mean, it's very clear. It's very clearly uh, defined. It looks like a demonic entity, and if you look closer at it, it looks like fangs. Oh, it's horrible looking. It's horrible. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, out of the right side of the mouth. And um, so this was in the basement of the home. It looks like Frankenstein, the face, doesn't it? Exactly, George. Exactly. And I mean, that's one of the most defined pictures that I've ever seen of what I believe to be a demon. And so I was drawn over to the uh, chimney area, and part of that house was built in the 1800s. And there was like a little potbelly stove uh, connected to this this chimney area down in the basement, and it was a block wall. And I felt that there was a portal there. So this is something that I didn't discuss with you earlier that I should have, is that not only you know, do I have to, by the power of God, bind and rebuke and cast out demonic forces, but I also have to close the portals as well, because there are portals everywhere. That's that not easy. Travel. No, it's not. And, and so I'm standing there in front of this block wall where God had led me to, where I believed a large portal was, and I'm binding and rebuking and closing the portal. And as I'm doing this, George, just as you're hearing my voice now, this groan, growl type of thing came out from within the block wall. Anita and Chris were standing right there with me. We all heard it clearly. And so after hearing that, I had to jump right back into action and take power and authority and bind and rebuke it, cast out, and then it departed. But it was, again, something that you and the uh, listeners, you'd have to be there to see it and hear it for yourself to truly understand and appreciate what I'm saying. Let's take a few calls here for you, Bill, and we'll come back and talk more about these events and the Mandela effect as well. Let's go to Colleen in Red Bluff, California, to get things started. Hi, Colleen. Hi, George. Thank you. I think for taking my call. I'm actually kind of really nervous. Um, I was married for a long time to an abusive man, and there were many times, just to cut it short, abuse verbally, physically, mentally, whatever, and oh, sexually. And um, I can distinctly remember at least three or four times where I saw the face of Satan while he would be raping me and choking me, and I would have fought him off physically as hard as I could, and I was strong back then, and I mean, I would be sweating just out of energy trying to fight him off, and um, I just, I feel like I've been stuck, and I don't know if there's residual effects from that or whatever, but I know, I know. Do you feel possessed? I don't know if I feel possessed, because I've done, I mean, I'm a single mom, four kids, raised them all, worked hard. And, and, and where is he? Know. He's done. He's gone, right? He died, yeah. He oh, died he died. Three, yeah, about three and a half years ago. But, I mean, I, we were divorced a long, long time ago. 
But, you know, I mean, God has been amazing in, in letting me raise my kids and everything that we went through. I mean, it's just a host of things. But um, personally, I just feel like I'm just not worthy. I don't know. I, I Well, let's bring the expert in to talk with you. Bill, go ahead. And I'm very sorry that you've suffered in the way that you have. And I want you to know that God does love you, and God is with you, and God is for you. And I think it's time for you to start a new chapter, new season in your life, making God first in your life and have a real connection with him and allow him to show you that you are somebody and you are worthy. So I would suggest to you, that, and whether it's me or somebody else, find someone to help you with this type of spiritual, and this would be more of a spiritual cleansing for you. And I would also recommend that you'd be rebaptized as well. And start a new chapter and a new season in peace, freedom, and victory. I want you to look forward and never look back. And you can get a hold of Bill through his website, Colleen, billbean.net, linked up at coasttocoastam.com. That's it. And, and God bless you. And if I can be of any assistance in any way, please, like George said, he just gave you the website. Don't hesitate. Let's go to Ed in uh, Hemp Hill, Texas. Ed, welcome to the program. George, it's such an honor to talk to you. Well, thank you, Ed. And Bill, when I was nine years old, my mother went to Kmart and bought a Ouija board. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. And, and, uh, she thought it was a game, right? Thought it was a game, yeah. And my brother, me and my brother played it. He was three years old, and he was 12. And, uh, he died at 25 years old. Mm. Oh, my. And... Everybody in my family, except my father, he's 82, has died. I'm very sorry to hear that. You think a lot of it was tied to that Ouija board, Ed? I think everything was tied to it. Anything happened that you could recollect for us when you were playing it? And how many times did did you and your brother uh, use the board? We'd mess with it every day. Every day. Oh, my gosh. It's a portal, Bill, isn't it? For Dan Galanti, Tom Danheiser, Lisa Lyon, Lex Lone Hood, Sean LaDesour, Stephanie Smith, Chris Burroughs, Ryan Stacy, Tim Benal, George Napanee, and Punnett, I'm George Norris, somewhere out there on Coast to Coast AM. We'll see you on our next edition. Until then, be safe, everyone.